Putting God at the center of your life opens your eyes to His presence, protection, and purposes. More on having a godly vision, next on Bold Steps. Open up your eyes and see that the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Almighty God of the universe is on your side. It makes me get up with a new vision and say, yeah, we'll charge hell with the squirt gun if God is on our side. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Today we continue our look at Elisha and what it means to have opened eyes and God's vision in the midst of a seemingly impossible situation. That's next as we continue with part two of this powerful message, Do You See It Yet? To listen again, visit our website, boldstepsradio.org, boldstepsradio.org. Now, Here is Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. As I was praying for the pastors, I I felt like God was saying, I want you to pray for Jerry. Like, Jerry? Yeah, pray for Jerry. So I started praying, Lord, I pray for Jerry. I don't know who he is or what he's doing, but I pray for Jerry. I felt like this got a real clear word for Jerry. A man... 50 years or older, older man, 50 years or older, name is Jerry, clear word, hey, he's moved into his calling, but he stepped back because of the fear of man, he needs to disregard the fear of man and pursue the call of God, a very clear word. So I got thinking, I'll run into a Jerry. I'm saying, hi, hi, what's your name? (laughs) Doesn't happen to be Jerry, does it? You kind of look like a Jerry. I wanted to go with people, hey, are you a Jerry? Jerry, and I couldn't run into any Jerry. So finally, it was kind of the last day of the conference, I was supposed to be speaking, so I got up and I kind of gave my message, gave it all, people were being prayed for, and I just thought, all right, let me just throw it out there. I said, is there a Jerry in here, 50 years or older? Because I, I need to talk to a Jerry. I've been praying for a Jerry. And I, I said, raise your hand if you are. No hand went up at all. So I went down and I was just kind of stand, awkwardly standing there afterwards. Some older man came up to me and said, you know, my middle name is Gerald. No one's ever called me Jerry, but I'm wondering if it was me. I said, no, no God would have said Gerald. No, no, go, go, go sit down. I think God knows he could call you Jerry if your name was Jerry. Don't say, no, don't make it up now. And some pastor came running up to me afterwards, like agitation in the voice. He looked at me and he said, I know who this word is for. I know the Jerry. I said, good, introduce him to me. He says, he's not here. I said, what do you mean he's not here? No, he was supposed to come. I invited him. At the last minute, he canceled out. As soon as you said, Jerry, me and my friend looked at each other. We knew exactly who we were talking to. God is working in his life. What's your message for him? And so I told him, he said, that's exactly, that's exactly it. He's a pastor. He said, I texted him and said, the speaker from Chicago is calling out your name, dude. He texted me back and said, come on. So we went to the hallway and he he said, I'm going to call him up. So he calls him up. He said, Jerry, I got the speaker from Chicago that's calling out your name. He's got a word from you. I'm like, hey, Jerry. My name's Mark. And I gave him my word and he said, pause at the end of the other line. And he said, I received that. 
And his wife was on the other line. She said, thank you. We needed to hear that. Now, now here's what I want to say. Early on in ministry, I probably wouldn't have said that up front. I would have probably said, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But I've learned over the years that I don't want to... I don't want to leave a place without just dropping everything that God has put on my heart. I want, to, I want to release everything that's there, even though it may seem crazy, because I understand that God is the God of the universe. I understand that in this auditorium, there are people here that I don't know. I don't know your name. I don't know your face. I don't know your story. You're sitting there and saying, I don't even want to know you. I don't even like you, but I'm here. Someone dragged me here. But here's what I know. Listen, the spirit of the living God knows you deeply powerfully and if you open up your ears and eyes God will speak to you even though you try to remain anonymous because in God there is there is no anonymity in the presence of Almighty God <laughs> secondly write this down not only his presence, but his protection. So they got up in the morning. And the servant of Elijah went outside. And he saw something that horrified him. The entire town was surrounded by chariots and warriors with spears, horses, shields. They were surrounded by the enemy. They woke up in the morning and surrounded by the enemy. Went to bed at night feeling like they were safe, woke up in the morning and they were surrounded by the enemy. He says in verse 15, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city and he said, oh no. My Lord, what shall we do? You ever felt like that? You ever gone to bed at night feeling like everything was okay and woke up in the morning and you're hit by a ton of bricks, a crisis, a difficulty, something that you didn't expect, and you wake up and you say, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? And you look around at your physical circumstances and you feel like, I am surrounded like never before. There is no way out. This is going to end up in catastrophe. This is worse than I thought it was going to be. The news is bad. The circumstances are terrible. There's no way out. God, why have you let this happen? So the servant goes... The servant goes to Elijah, and he says, Elijah, have you seen it? Have you seen it? We're surrounded. We're going to die. Have you seen what's going on out there? Do something. What are we going to do? Elijah seems eerily tranquil. He's not sweating. He's not panicking. He's not pacing. Verse 16, he says, don't be afraid. Have you ever been in the middle of something and someone says, don't be afraid, and you're like, yeah? What do you mean, don't be afraid? Are you seeing what I see? Do you understand what I'm seeing? Don't tell me to calm down. This situation demands panic. He says, don't be afraid. By the way, can I tell you that fear 
is the antithesis of faith. You cannot be feel, filled with fear and faith at the same time. One pushes out the other. Your faith will push out your fear or your fear will push out your faith. You cannot be contained with both at the same time. You have to decide what's going to fill you. Is it fear that's going to fill you or is it faith that's going to fill you? Because one will push out the other. That's Mark Job here on Bold Steps, and we'll go back with the final part of today's message in just a moment. Just a quick reminder, though, that if you've missed any broadcast in this series called Fully Devoted, you can visit our website anytime and catch up or share these messages with someone you know. BoldStepsRadio.org is where you can grab the link to the audio. You can send us email, subscribe to the daily podcast, or download the Moody Radio app that will give you instant access to our current Bold Steps releases and other information. It all starts at boldstepsradio.org. And if you have an Alexa device at your home or in the office, you can hear Bold Steps through your smart speaker by saying the following commands to your device. Alexa, enable Moody Radio. Alexa, open Moody Radio. Alexa, play Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job on Moody Radio. For more details on that or any listening option, just go to boldstepsradio.org. Now, continuing with the final part of our message, Do You See It Yet?, Here again is Mark Job. You remember Peter when he was called out to walk on the water and he started to walk on the water because Jesus called him. And the Bible says, as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and started seeing the waves, he was overcome with fear. And as soon as he was overcome with fear, he started to sink because his faith would no longer keep him afloat. What happened is he had faith when he was walking, but his fear displaced his faith and he started to sink. So you have to decide what's going to fill you, fear or faith? Because you can't be filled with both at the same time. One is going to push out the other. Have you ever played King of the Hill before? When you were kids, got at the top of the mound, and there had to be one King of the Hill, and you would try to push the one guy out so you could get there? You're acting like you never played that game. You must have been on video games. I don't know. We played King of the Hill when I was growing up, and only one person could be at the top. It's like that with faith and fear. Only one can be at the top. It's either faith or fear. You can't have both standing at the top of the hill. He said, don't be afraid. Oh, come on. Verse 16. The prophet said, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The servant's looking out and saying, I don't get it. There's two of us. And there's thousands of them don't get it. Elijah looks over at him. Oh, man, this is going to hit some of you because some of you need exactly, exactly what happened to the servant needs to happen to you. Exactly what happened to the servant. Rice verse 17 down because some of you, God is speaking to you through verse 17. Verse 17, Elijah prayed over him. And this is what he prayed. Open his eyes. So that he may see. He said, well, pastor, I thought he could see the soldiers. Oh, yeah, he could see the soldiers of the enemy. 
But he needed to open up another set of eyes, not the physical eyes. He needed to open up the spiritual eyes so he could see in the spirit world what was really happening. And as soon as Elijah prayed that his eyes would be open, there was a spiritual awakening that happened in the servant and suddenly he saw in the realm of the spirit what he had never seen up until this point because he was viewing life in the realm of the flesh and not in the realm of the spirit. And the Bible says that when he opened up his eyes again, he saw another army. Say another army. Oh, you're surrounded by the enemy's army, but you haven't seen the other army. And he opened up his eyes and there was another army, the army of God, chariots of fire, horsemen, the horsemen like the horsemen of apocalypse, full of fire, full of strength. And the other army was surrounding the enemy's army and they outnumbered the enemy by far. And that's why Elijah said, hey, those that are with us are greater than those that are with them. But you can't see it unless you open up your spiritual eyes and see what's really happening in the spiritual realm. Can I tell you something? Listen, some of you operate in the realm of the flesh. The Bible says flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit. Some of you live your life in the realm of the flesh, the five senses. And you are very, very unaware of what's happening in the spirit realm. There's a realm that you cannot see that's a real realm. Not just spiritual. I mean, there's stuff in the physical that you can't see. How many germophobics do we have in the house here? How many of you have already put that little, uh, that little bottle of uh, hand sanitizer? You've already used it a couple times. You said hi to your friends, hi to your friends, hi to your friends. You said, he looks sick. <laughs> Come on now. I'm not a ger germophobic, but my wife is on the borderline. She opens up all the doors like this. Salt and pepper at the restaurant. She gets a napkin and she says, you know how many nasty, dirty germs are in this salt and pepper? And she does it like that. I mean, she's, she's starting to get me worried about germs now. I'm like, I was never worried before, but she says, you know, I go to sign, I go to sign the little thing on, with your finger where it says sign when you pay something. And she says, you know how many people have put their dirty fingers on that? That's folly for the germs. Now I'm starting to see germs all over. It's like, oh, man, I never was worried about it, but I'm starting to see germs all over now. I said, that guy's sniffling. I bet he's got the flu. Now I, I, I'm, I'm like seeing germs all over. You know, the thing about germs is you can't see them, but they're there. There. People for years didn't know why people were getting sick. They didn't understand germs. This unseen little scientific in, in entity that can infect you and cause you to go down in a big flu and be out for a long time because it's in the air. I'm, some of you are saying, I got to get out of here, Pastor. You're, you're making me think about this. This guy next to me, that guy. It's unseen world. But do you realize that there's an unseen world out there called the spirit world? Do you realize just like if I would have a, a, a black light to see all the germs and bacteria that are in this place, we would be surprised at how much bacteria and germs are in this place. But if we were to have a spiritual light that would indicate there, what is happening in the spirit world, that there is a lot happening in the spirit world in this place. 
Every single one of you has a spirit. That spirit part of you is the part that interacts with the spirit world. There's the Holy Spirit and there's the not-so-Holy Spirits out there as well. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead, empowering you, convicting you, drawing you, bringing you to the presence of God. Some of you in this place right now, the Holy Spirit is saying, you don't even know Jesus. You need to come. To, you're under conviction. You don't have a life in God. And if I could see in the spirit world, I would see conviction coming upon you. What's it feel like? It makes you want to run away or run to God that's conviction but you have to feel like changing that's conviction drawing you some of you as you walk in a place like this you feel the power of the Holy Spirit bringing about the release of healing power because God is a healer and if I were to look out in the spirit world there are some that are receiving the power of God to heal their emotions to heal their body to heal their life because you've been calling upon it and in the presence of God healing is released listen I don't know and if you were to see in the spirit world there's some of you that are being tormented by spirits that are not of God, afflicted, entrapped. There's a lot of spiritual activity that we don't see with the naked eye, but it's there. The Bible talks about angels. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Can I tell you? Without the presence and the power of the Spirit of God in this place, if we were to show up to church and there was just a bald-headed guy <laughs> chatting, this would be a pathetic place. Place We convene in the name of Jesus, and the Bible says that when two or three are gathered together in His name, He's in the midst of them. And lastly, let me close with this. And not only you open your eyes to his presence, you open his eyes to his protection, but you open your eyes to his purposes. You see, Elijah said, watch this. And as all the armies were around them, there was a, an army greater than the army that was there surrounded them. And Elijah said, bring blindness upon this army. And in one instant, the entire army of the enemy went blind. So when you're blind, when you can't see, you don't know where you're going. Vision either allows you to know where you're going, or vision, if it's taken away, causes you to not know where you're going. How many of you know that the enemy can be strategic, and sometimes God needs to bring confusion in the camp of the enemy? And so he brought blindness to the army, and this entire army's aimless, not knowing where they're going. And Elijah said, follow me. Follow me. This army that had been so fierce, this army that had been so threatening, suddenly was reduced to a little kid-like kindergarten, follow me. And he led them right into Samaria, right into the city, right into the place where the armies of Israel were at. And then... When the entire army of Israel surrounded him, he said, now, God opened their eyes. They opened up their eyes, and they were surrounded by Israel. And the king says, Elijah, what should we do? Should we kill him? He said, no, 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 no. Give him something to eat. They gave him something to eat. 
He says, I want you, king, to see what you have seen. I want your king to know there's a God in Israel. Now go back and tell your king. And the Bible says Aram no longer raided Israel. Man, Aram was afraid of Israel now because they knew there was a God alive and well. And they had a purpose. It brought peace to Israel. Let me close with this. Listen. There have been times as your pastor that I've looked at the challenges of our city, the violence of our city, the bigotry, racism, divide of our city, brokenness of our city, addiction, where I've done the funeral of kids that have been shot open because they just lived on the wrong side of the block or someone that overdosed in heroin, and it's brought overwhelming sense of God. We're so small, so limited. How can we ever ever make a difference. In times like that, that I've sensed the Holy Spirit say to me, open your eyes. Because those that are for you are greater than those that are against you. Open up your eyes and see that the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Almighty God of the universe is on your side. And if God be for you, who in the world can ever be against you? Remember, if God is on your side, it makes me get up with a new vision and say, yeah, we'll charge hell with the squirt gun if God is on our side. If he's on our side, Let's do it in Jesus' name. Mark, that picture of Elisha's servants opening his eyes and seeing God's army surrounding the enemy, that is such a powerful one. We don't often think about the spirit world, but it's very much a part of who we are. And God tells us that we're in a battle. It's a powerful image. And Wayne, I think that so many of us are like Elisha's servant, that we see the physical world, uh, we see the circumstances, Mm -hmm. and we get overwhelmed. But we haven't had our eyes open to the spiritual realm. And I love the fact that Elijah says, greater are those who are for us than those who are against us. And I'm wondering if we're speaking to someone right now that you feel absolutely overwhelmed and under the circumstances and you just are full of anxiety and panic. Could I tell you this? If God is for you, if God is for you, I want you to open up your spiritual eyes and realize that there is nothing, nothing that is too hard or impossible for our God. Well, the message we heard today ends our series fully devoted. But remember, to hear any message again, maybe the whole series you want to go back over it again, go to boldstepsradio.org. You can listen to it there. And maybe pass this message series along to someone else by giving them the website, boldstepsradio.org. So, Mark, thank you for this message today. Now, there is another thing I want to talk about, and that is a conference coming up, a very unique conference in Chicago, but the invitations for anyone anywhere to come, right? That's right. It's coming up pretty soon. In about 10 days, we have a conference for Spanish-speaking men called Levantate. Is this the first time this has been done? This is the first time that I understand it's been done uh, at, sponsored by Moody Bible Institute in our main auditorium. The worship will be in Spanish. I'm speaking, and we have a young evangelist from Spain that's going to be speaking, a local pastor, Aníbal Rodríguez, from 
uh, Wheaton Bible Church. It will be a phenomenal time. So if you know someone that speaks Spanish, hey, wives, listen to me. If your husband is Spanish-speaking, you need to get him to this conference. Good idea. All right. You can read more about it at moodyconferences.com. Learn about this. It's in Chicago, but again, you're welcome to come from anywhere you're listening right now. Moodyconferences.com. And then, Mark, there's one more thing before we close today. I want to make sure our listeners also hear about our Bold Step gift. Yeah, so many people ask, the world is so divided. How do I bridge the gap? Well, we have a resource I think that's going to be amazing for you called Love Over Fear, Facing Monsters, Befriending Enemies, and Healing Our Polarized World by Dan White. Sounds great. Well, if you'd like to request your copy of Love Over Fear, our Bold Step gift, Give a donation of any amount. Go online to boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. 844-615-7363. And you can also send your gift and request the book through the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Speaking of mail, we also want to encourage you to reach out to us with any biblical or spiritual question you may have for Mark. You can write to that same address or simply click on the link on our website that says Ask a Question. Or reach out to us through your Facebook or Instagram account by searching for Bold Steps Radio. And be sure to tap the like or follow button on our pages while you're there. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you back tomorrow for the start of a message all about returning to the Father's heart. We're exploring the famous parable of the prodigal son and what it can teach us about our own relationship with God. That's Wednesday here on Bold Steps with Mark Jones. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.